Welcome to All Axes, brought to you by Mazak, a podcast where we interview the people helping to shape the future of manufacturing to give you a better understanding of where we're heading and why. We believe that with an understanding of technology, workforce, and market trends, you can always grow your business. My name is Thielen Henderson, and I'll be your host. Joining us today to discuss the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on manufacturing is Dan Yanka, president at Mazak Corporation. Dan, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no, my pleasure, Dylan. Thank you. First off, uh, what do you love about manufacturing? Great question. Um, uh, my dad first taught me how to run a, a small lathe in uh, the basement of his home when I was about 12 years old. Oh, no kidding. So, uh, yeah, just, just the, the ability to, you know, take uh, uh, raw material and form and, and machine and produce, you know, something useful out of it always, uh, always interested me. I'm a big, big fan of uh, <clears throat> manufacturing, you know, here in, uh, in, in North America. And, and um, you know, I'm excited to see the, uh, the industry, uh, you know, flourish here over the last, uh, you know, last several years, um, yeah. you know, up until, up until about six weeks ago. How long have you been in manufacturing? Well, I uh, started in manufacturing when I was um, 16 years old. Uh, I hired on a small job shop in North Central Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, running a uh, an, an NC machine, um, actually a mill and a lathe, and uh, frankly, it was how I put myself through uh, you know through school through college, uh, working um, you know during the summers and uh, uh, the holidays and so forth. Um, we supply. We we were a, a subcontract shop for Caterpillar, John Deere, um, and if you you look at my educational background, it was manufacturing and industrial engineering. So okay. not only did uh, yeah, so I mean I, I like I said, yeah, you know, my my dad uh, uh, really was my mentor when it came to making stuff out of mm-hmm. metal, and I've it's just been in my blood from uh, from the early years. That's one of my favorite things about this industry. It's just handed down from generation to generation like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And, it, you know, once it's in your blood, it never leaves. That's right. <laughs> it's it's such a fun sensation of making something or, or being a part of that. It's just so satisfying. You know, you, you bet. You know, it, when people ask me, I tell, you know, I tell them, I said, look, I, <clears throat> I've had the best job in the world my entire career. On Monday, I get to see how you know, Boeing makes an airplane on Tuesday. I get to see how Caterpillar makes a tractor, you know, on, uh, on, on Wednesday, you know, we get to see how the medical industry makes a, a replacement knee or, you know, hip <laughs> Thursday. We're in the <laughs> semiconductor great. industry and Friday we're drilling for oil. Okay. So uh, you've already mentioned the present. What is the current state of manufacturing? Well, you know, it, it, Thielen, it's, it's really a mixed bag. Um, you know, there there are well, well the stay at home order has now been in place for what fifty days, I believe, uh, as of yesterday. It, it's had a direct impact on industries, you know, such as the airline industry, you know, which affects commercial aircraft and aero engine. Uh, it's it's affected the automotive industry. Uh, people are driving a whole lot less now, and that in turn has had a huge impact on the oil and gas industry. Uh, on the flip side, when when you look at uh, you know industries such as defense, space, um, you know with the the, the defense budget, um, you know that was passed. Significant investment is ongoing on the defense side. Um, 
it, it maintains in space. And then, of course, medical, um, you know, has has, has been, uh, you know, doing quite well. Um, anything related to, uh, you know, agriculture, the food supply, uh, personal hygiene and so forth. Um, you know, so there's, you know, you've, you've got industries that, frankly, are doing doing quite well. And then you've got industries that um, it, it's going to take a little bit of time. The recovery is going to be a little more difficult and, and they've they've been directly impacted. Um, you've got the big five automotive OEMs that are, you know, have been closed now for about a month, expect to be reopening here uh, later, later in the month of May. But, you know, think of the supply chain, you know, that's related to, you know, Ford, GM, Chrysler, uh, Toyota, Honda. Boeing reopened, uh, what, about two weeks ago, I guess, well, a week and a half, two weeks ago. Their commercial aircraft side, it's, it's going to take, uh, it's going to be a while before they get anywhere near the rates they were producing at, you know, prior to COVID-19. So, um, but there's some encouraging signs out there. And, and, and it sounds like there are certain uh, industries, obviously medical and, and others that you mentioned, that are up. So as some of the uh, more marquee names are down, there is still work out there and we are still making things. Yeah, absolutely. And um, when you think about um, medical industry, and I think about our, our experience here here at Mazak Corporation, mm-hmm. you know, over the last several weeks, we've, we've supplied high-precision machines um, to manufacture ventilator components. Uh, we, we just installed a machine, um, a multitasking machine that's going to be used to produce critical parts for blood plasma uh, machines. Um, and then we had, a, had an interesting project that I, our, you know, our employees are really, really proud of uh, that was unveiled a week ago. It's, a, it's an N95 uh, mask sanitizing unit. It was developed, the, the design of this um, UV LED light technology, uh, this, this particular unit was designed by a company called Aquasense, and they needed a way to produce uh, prototypes very quickly to get them out into hospitals uh, for test. And uh, uh, we had some available capacity in our uh, fabrication operation, and we were able to turn around their design you know, in a matter of uh, uh, just a little more than a week. So do you think it's involvement in the medical industry and, and things like that that have allowed Mazak and other manufacturers to uh, be declared essential and stayed open and stay open during this time? Yeah, a- absolutely. If you uh, were to reference the guidelines as they're put out by Homeland Security, um, you're going to find that most manufacturers are considered essential. And, and that's because in, in one way or another, you know, they're, they're a critical part of that supply chain into uh, the food supply, into um, medical, you know, in, in, into defense. So as an essential business, but still one that's affected by the COVID pandemic, can you share with us some of the ways that Mazak's adapted their business in the past 50 days? If you go back to early March, uh, when uh, <clears throat> it was determined that, um, you know, Mazak was, uh, you know, fell within the guidelines of essential businesses, uh, we, we we began to uh, very rapidly implement all of the guidelines as they were defined by the CDC. Uh, that meant that, um, you know, we had to develop a plan for telecommuting, you know, for all of, uh, or for the majority of our, our office uh, functions. 
Um, we had to uh, implement uh, health and safety protocols, you know, to protect our people that were out in the field servicing and supporting our customers. Um, same with production, you know, ensured uh, social distancing. And, 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 and I'll tell you, we certainly have uh, learned quickly how to take advantage of um, technology uh, when it comes to, you know, commu uh, uh, communications, when it comes to uh, meetings, um, information sharing, customer training, and so forth. Um, I, I think this, you know, <laughs> if there's a bright, uh, a bright light <laughs> uh, out of all of this, um, it's, it's that, uh, you know, many companies are, are learning how to, you know, work uh, more efficiently and smarter utilizing technology that was already yeah. available. Yeah, that, that, that really could make us much more uh, quick to respond and adaptive to changes in the field. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. That's exciting. Yeah, I mean, you know, think about it. For many years, you know, a customer has, has a problem in the field, you know, out in uh, the, the middle of Montana, um, sometimes it, you know, it could take a day and a half, two days to get a service technician there. And, uh, I think we found, uh, ways to perhaps, um, maybe address some of the issues and so forth, you know, utilizing, uh, uh, remote assist, uh, related technologies and so forth. So, um, yeah, some real positives. Well, I'm not against silver linings. That works for me. So coming out of this, uh, do you have a feel for how the manufacturing landscape is going to change because of what this is exposed? You know, I, I if you let's think about manufacturing just prior. You know, we had a strong economy. Um, you know, and and manufacturing uh, on most fronts was was doing quite well. The biggest challenge, you know, we had uh, you know throughout manufacturing, quite frankly, was skilled labor. Right. Hard to believe that just six, seven weeks ago, the unemployment rate was three and a half percent. But, uh, uh, you know, on the backside of this, uh, I, I really do believe that in most industries, we are going to see a V-curve, um, you know, in terms of uh, a rebound. You know, that's, that's going to be driven somewhat by um, uh, pent-up demand. Yeah. Uh, but but I think um, as much as anything, we're, we're going to see a complete re-engineering of the uh, global supply chain. So I think manufacturers on, on the backside of this are going to look for ways to diversify and create more flexibility and security in their supply chains. So we can expect kind of a, a, reshoring, or, a reshoring or a resurgence on uh, some of the things that maybe used to be made overseas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just looking at a recent survey of uh, uh, 400. Uh, you know, there, it was a survey of over 400 manufacturers, and over 50 percent, between 50 and 60 percent, you know, clearly stated that they had every intention of um, uh, looking to uh, uh, reshore. 50 percent of of manufacturers are considering reshoring already. Yeah, that's a big number. Yeah, it it, it is. And uh, although that was uh, a sampling, it was still statistically relevant. Um, and, and so it'll be interesting to see how, how, how that pans out. But, but I, I believe that we are going to you know, face again in the future the shortage of skilled labor. So I think manufacturers should be using this time 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to as uh, Stephen Covey would say, sharpen the saw. Mm-hmm. It, it's a great time to perform those uh, preventive maintenance activities that perhaps you were putting off, make the repairs in, in your shop or your operation that uh, you didn't have the time to do prior to COVID-19. Right. Uh, it's a great time to train your people. It's uh, amazing to me the 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 amount of training material that's accessible online now. Yeah. Um, and, and again, COVID-19 has just highlighted <laughs> the, the opportunity for, for that media and, and the ability to, you know, train your people. So I would take, uh, I take full advantage uh, because, you know, when, you know, as uh, each of the states, you know, continue uh, to phase in their reopening, uh, you know, strategies, um, we're, we, we are going to see a rebound and uh, uh, the you know the companies that are best prepared are the ones that are going to be able to take most advantage of uh, of the backside of that V curve. Right, right. It'd be nice to see an uptick and then see companies that have been prepared for it uh, and are getting ready for for that kind of volume. Yeah, you bet. You mentioned states opening their uh, economies back up and and kind of a resurgence in terms of work, uh, but it is but with that does open the possibility of a second wave and and possibly more quarantine. Is there anything manufacturers can do to ensure themselves uh, or protect themselves against something like this happening? If, if you think about uh, most companies prior uh, to, you know, this this pandemic, I, I'd venture to say that very few had a top drawer uh, emergency pandemic plan. I would also venture to say that coming out of this, most manufacturers will have that top drawer plan. <laughs> um, but but uh, in all seriousness, I think, you know, the habits that are being formed throughout this as it relates to the health and safety uh, of, of our most precious asset, you know, our people, um, you know, is going to be far more robust uh, you know, yeah. in terms of um, protocols and, and procedures. Um, and, uh, you know, the um, companies, you know, when you go through a crisis, you know, such as this, uh, you, you, you find out, you know, how innovative our society really is and, and resourceful. And, yeah. uh, and I, I think we're all going to come out of this, um, you know, better, uh, stronger, uh, more efficient, and and we will have found uh, you know better, faster, cheaper ways to do things, and and so again I, I you know now is the time you know to make all those preparations and and basically you know get our houses in order and and sharpen that saw to to be ready for uh, a recovering economy because when it does recover again pent up demand. Think about, you know, the consumer, you know, the consumer came into this. Uh, I mean, our economy was was being driven by the consumer and, um, you know, they you can only stay at home so long. Uh, people are going to want to get out. People, you know, okay. think about all those things that, you know, Americans are putting off. Um, and I know this has been a it's it's been very difficult on, on many families. Um, you know, but we, we've never seen a two to three trillion dollar stimulus, uh, right. you know, put back into um, the, the economy and, and really targeted at the consumer and the, the employee. Um, so, 
Uh, I've got a lot of faith in our medical industry. I think they're, um, you know, we've got we've got the best industry in the world, and uh, you know they're they're fast tracking, you know, solutions for testing, vaccines, and treatments. And um, you know, we're I, I I feel quite confident. You know, this too shall pass, and it'll pass sooner than later. And uh, we'll come out of it, like I said, you know, um, stronger for it. Well, Dan, thank you for joining us today. If you're a manufacturer currently experiencing changes in business through the COVID-19 pandemic, please take advantage of the survival kit for manufacturers found at mazakusa.com. Be sure to subscribe to All Axes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or you can always visit our website at mazakusa.com for the latest episode.